Hey, how you doing? My name is Greg Knapp, and this is Find Your Purpose, Live Your Passion. And today, we're going to talk with Steve Farber. He's an executive coach, best-selling author, keynote speaker, and thought leader. In his new book, His Love is Just Damn Good Business, Do What You Love in the Service of People Who Love What You Do. Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? You know you were created for something more, that an average life just isn't enough for you then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. All right, Steve, thanks so much for being with us today. I really appreciate your time. It's my pleasure, Greg. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Sometimes I've noticed when people start talking to me about success, they feel like they have to kind of put their soft emotions away because you got to be tough, right? And the stereotype is you got to be this mean businessman to really succeed. And your book says, no, 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 that's totally wrong. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So I think a lot of times we conflate things that shouldn't be put together. For example, what you said is, is a pretty good characterization of what we typically do. We separate love from tough. Yet we do hear the phrase tough love every so often, right? So I think we have this misconception that love is somehow some kind of a sentimental, soft, fuzzy thing where, where we're just, we just want everybody to be happy all the time. And, and I love you, so do whatever you want, man. It's cool because I love you. <laughs> so you, you show up for work late, no problem, because I love you. That's not, that's not what it is. In fact, if you're, if you're really coming from a place of love for the enterprise, right? Love for the business as well as love for the people, expectations, standards, uh, and the performance that go along with those things go up, not down. Because it's a, it's a little bit of a paradox, right? If I really love this place, for example, my tolerance actually tends to drop a little bit. My tolerance for apathy, for, for subpar behavior, for people not following through when they said they're going to, and all that sort of a thing. So I think we're just kind of conditioned to lump it all together. Love is, as the title of the book says, it's just damn good business. It fires up all of the things that we need to do to be successful in our businesses and beyond. I love that. And I was just thinking, you know, I played basketball in high school and I would get so frustrated with people that would show up late and not work hard because you're like, don't you love this game and this team like I do? Don't you want the best things to happen? Why aren't you putting in the effort, man? How can you not understand this? And I think that's kind of what you're talking about. If you really love it, you want to put in all the effort to make it better. Exactly right. Exactly right. And for some reason, you know, we've come to believe that love has no place in, in well, sometimes in a team, but more prevalent is the idea that love has no place in business. We're not even accustomed to using the words in the same sentence, right? You know, there's a lot of people that believe that love is an of business. Actually, there, there, I'd say there are three categories of people. There are some people that believe that love has no place in business. Like you said, it's like business is, it's about it's about just getting what you need no matter what, right? There's another group of people that view love as a, kind of a nice to have. It's, yeah, it'd be great if people loved their work and the team loved each other and all that. That's, that's cool. But, you know, we're, we're here to do business. And if we, got it, if we got that love thing, cool. If not, okay. The other category, which is the one that I obviously belong to, is that, is that love is what makes our business great. It's not a nice to have, it's a must have because it affects everything that we do. Yeah, I love that. I'm in on that too. 
Um, we're start talking to Steve Farber. The book is Love is Just Damn Good Business. You can find it at Amazon.com, of course. Also, go to his website, stevefarber.com, for more information on it. You have this model for leadership in the book called LEAP, and the L-E-A-P all stands for something. Can you just walk us through that? Sure. So I first wrote about the, the Radical LEAP framework in my first book called The Radical Leap, which came out in its first edition in, uh, in 2004. So these ideas have been out there for a long time and lots of people and companies have been using them. So LEAP is, is a framework, is the way I like to describe it. It stands for love, energy, audacity, and proof. So a quick description. Love is what we're talking about here today, is what we're focusing on. It's also the foundation of this whole model. Energy, love generates energy. Energy is, is the juice that we bring to everything that we do. So, you know, synonyms might be, you know, enthusiasm or engagement. Uh, so we, we, our job is to generate energy, put more energy in the, into the environment that we're taking out. You know, there are some people that just suck the life right out of the place. Oh, yeah. Um, audacity is a pretty highly charged word. I define it as a bold and blatant disregard for normal constraints in order to change things for the better. So it's not think outside the box, it's what box. It's, it's the all possibilities mindset. Love inspires audacity, right? It inspires us to be audacious in the pursuit of our, of our goals and our business and our objectives and our aspirations and our dreams. And finally, proof is, is the, you know, it's the results that we get. It's not enough to talk a good game. We've got to prove that we're making progress all the way down to the bottom line, but it's also the way that we prove ourselves to the people around us is simply by making sure that our, that our actions are congruent with our words, that we do what we say we're gonna do, that we're, we're credible individuals. So love, energy, audacity, and proof is the leap framework, and really what it is, it's the flow of love through that whole system. So it's not so much that they're four distinct things, but love generates energy, love inspires audacity, love requires proof. Awesome. And Steve, I know some people are saying love. What do you, what, what do you mean by that? And you're talking about loving the business, loving the people you work with, loving your customers, loving serving them. And when you do all that, since you're providing such great service, then you're going to increase your profit because more and more people are going to want to work with you. Is that is that basically the model? Yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So, so let me let me chunk it down just a little bit more. So the uh, the subtitle of the book is also the way the book is structured. It's do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. Do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. So let me put this in in a very simple um, business scenario, business case. And by the way, this is where this comes from for me. I'm a business guy. So I don't use the word love lightly. I've been, I've been you know, working in the leadership development arena in the business world for 30 years. So this is based on observation of what I've seen over and over and over again. It's not you know, just a nice kind of aspirational way of looking at things. This is what works. So if you start with the customer, as every business should, one could argue, because obviously without a customer, we don't have a business. We should all know by now that our competitive advantage only comes from when our customers or clients, whatever terminology you use, love what we do for them. Because anything short of that, they're, they're just as likely to leave as they are to stay. If, if, and I'm not making this up. There's you know, tons of research, particularly in the B2B world, that show that if a customer is merely satisfied with what you do for them, 
they're just as likely to go down the street and be satisfied somewhere else. But when they love us, when they love the product, the service, the delivery of it, the, the, the experience of doing business with you, that's where your competitive advantage comes from. And Steve, I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of people that just anecdotally say, well, yeah, I'm like that. There's some, some companies I'm not changing no matter what. Other companies I'll change if the price changes five cents. Exactly. So without the love element, we, we, we become purely commoditized, right? It becomes a price-based decision. But once the love is there, that all changes, right? Now, we've known this for a long time. This is not, there's nothing, you know, there's, there's no revelation in that. But what I'm suggesting is that typically that's where the, the conversation stops. What we need to do, though, is, is break it down from there and back it up one more step. The best way to create that experience for customers in a meaningful and sustainable way over time is to create an environment or a culture, whether that's a team or a company, that people love working in. If I don't love working here, then my own level of engagement is going to be lower than, than what's possible, right? If I love working here, I'm more likely to bring all of my energy and my enthusiasm and my ideas, and I'm going to help people out and be more supportive. So, and, and our customers are going to experience that in, in that part of the business. And there's virtually no way for me to create that kind of environment or to contribute to that kind of environment unless my own heart's in it. Unless I love the team, love the business, love the, our values, love our product, love our service, and I should venture to say love myself first, right? So this all becomes very personal very quickly. Let me jump in for just a second, Steve. We're going to get back to this in a second, finish this up, and then move into, okay, how do you do it where you work, whether you own the company or whether you're an employee? I'm with Steve Farber. Love is just damn good business on Find Your Purpose, Live Your Passion. Man, I really appreciate having you join me on the podcast. And don't forget, if you have a question you want me to answer, 904-373-6591. Leave me the voicemail message. I'll put your voice into the podcast. That's pretty sweet. And if you want my book for free, it's called Go. Just go to GregoryVNapp slash go free. It's in the show notes. I'm talking with Steve Farber. He's the author of the new book, Love is Just Damn Good Business. It's out now at Amazon.com. You can also go to his website, stevefarber.com. And Steve, we were just wrapping up this whole idea of what it really means to do love a business. If you have anything more you want to add to that, feel free. And then I just wanted to jump into, let's say you, you own a small company or even a big company and how you would start setting up that culture. Yeah, great. So just to, to recap real quickly, uh, we want our customers to love what we do for them. The way that we can make that happen in a meaningful and sustainable way over time is to create a culture that people love working in. And in order for me to do that, I've got to love it myself first, right? So that's, that's it in a nutshell. Do what you love in the service of people who love what you do kind of covers all of that. I'm doing what I love. So that's my personal connection to it. But I'm using that to serve people in a significant way. It's not all about me. It's about you, right? So I'm doing what I love in the service of you, you, my customer, you, my my employee, you, my colleague, you, my team member, whatever it is. And when I do that, what happens is reciprocity. You love me in return. You love what I do for you. And when you have customers that raise their hand and say, oh man, I would never do business anywhere else. That's, that's the sweet spot. That's the holy grail, right? So the question then becomes, well, what, how do you do that? <laughs> so let me, let me pose it in a different sort of, uh, of a frame. Instead of starting with how do we do that, 
why don't we start with what would that look like? Okay. So if you start with that question, you're going to come up with thousands of ways to do it. So for example, if we really loved our customers, we say we love our customers, we print the banners and the buttons and all that crap. But if we really loved our customers, what would we do differently? Right. How would we show it? What would that look like? And if you, if you pose that question, this gets back to what we were talking about earlier, Greg, this is, this is about raising the standards. If you, if you sit down with your teammates and you, you ask the question, what can we do to improve our service? You'll get some ideas. But if you ask the question, what can we do to show our customers we love them? Oh man, that's a different ball game, right? That raises the stakes. So I, let, me, let me try to answer that by way of, of one specific example. And it's, it's, my, it's my favorite. It's a company called Trailer Bridge, not too far from where you are. They're in Jacksonville, Florida. Trailer Bridge is in the shipping business, right? So they ship containers of cargo from, from the mainland to Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. That's, that's their business. Not a very sexy business. Uh, but their, their past was a, little, was a little checkered in that they were a, kind of a toxic place to work. I say kind of. They, you know, they, they went bankrupt at one point. Uh, they burned through four CEOs in three years. They, mm. The place was, was awful, and the customer service numbers were terrible. And Mitch Luciano, who's currently this, the president and CEO, when he took over, he said, all right, I believe in this love is just damn good business thing. So that's how I'm going to turn this company around, by creating an environment that people love working in. And there's lots of things that he did. I won't go into all the details now for the sake of time. But one of the questions they asked is, if, our, if we really loved our customers, what, what would we do differently? Here's what they found. Their policy at the company had been that unless their container that they're shipping to Puerto Rico was at least 75% full, they would not sail. Why? Because if it's less than 75% full, they'll lose money on that shipment, okay? Now, if you look at that from the customer perspective, so Greg, you're shipping, a, you're shipping a car to your family in Puerto Rico, and you told them it's going to be there on such and such a date. And then you hear at the last minute that it's not actually going to be there because we don't have enough customers. So it's just going to sit there until we get a few more people that want to go. So they looked at that and they said, okay, if we loved our customers, what would we do? We would sail. Sure. We would ship period, no matter what. And that's what they started doing. And what started to happen? Customer satisfaction numbers started going up. Employees started going out of their way to take care of customers and in ways that were not in their you know, job description and lots of other things that happened. But that simple change in policy and procedure led to, one of the many things that led to these guys now having the last two years, the most profitable in the history of the company. In fact, the last two years have been more profitable for this company than the previous 25 years combined. And one of the reasons is that their, their policy is we always sail, no matter what. So what do you think happened? Now, they always sail. They are rarely less than 95% full. That's awesome. And I know, Steve, you know, this is the part that scares business owners is that doesn't happen overnight, right? It takes time. So they sailed a few times and lost yes. money. 
right? And then, and so it took a while to build up that change of customer attitude and the change of employee attitude because, oh yeah, this is another CEO. We've had three in four years. How long is this guy going to be here? Sure, he says it's going to be nice, right? But I don't know if I believe it. It takes a while. It does. It takes it takes proof. Yeah, that's the, that's the proof in the in the leap framework, and you you prove it through consistency over time, right? Because it's really to waltz in and say, okay, I'm the new CEO. I love you guys. Right. This is great. I mean, that takes 10 seconds. And you know, everybody's thinking, oh, here we go. Another CEO. In fact, that's why Mitch refused the title of CEO at first. He said, he said, I have to earn that title. I'll be president. I'll earn CEO from my employees. And he did. Now he's the CEO, of course. Uh, so, that's an organizational level. Now think of it on an individual level. Another story that I, uh, I tell in the book and I've told uh, many times from the stage in my keynotes is of a guy named Joe Jaros, who's a pizza delivery guy from Marco's Pizza. And back when he was a pizza delivery guy, he loved his customers, still does. But he would show up at their house to deliver a pizza. And if the light bulb on the porch was burned out, he changed the light bulb. If there was snow on the sidewalk, he'd shovel the walk and then deliver the pizza because that's what you do when you love somebody. And what started to happen, you know, there's no, no, you know, nothing in his job description that said change light bulb or shovel walk, right? He did it because that's the right thing to do. And what, what started to happen is that people would call that local Marco store and they'd order a pizza and they'd also order Joe. <laughs> right. And he's, he got a reputation. The owner of that store saw what Joe was doing, made him a partner in that store. A few years later, Joe Jaros owns, I don't know, I've lost count, six or eight Marco stores of his own. Yeah, I love that. And it's it's another thing, like I, I talk about purpose. That's my big thing. You know, find your purpose, live your passion. It's the name of my show. Right. It's on my website. I talk about purpose and employee engagement and leadership. And it really, and it ties into what you're talking about with love. Because when you have that purpose, you start to love what you're doing. And I, and I sometimes get pushback from people in business who say, yeah, but how is that going to give me my return on investment? You know, how, how do I measure that? And it's kind of like what you're talking about right now. You, you measure it over time by seeing seeing the change in the culture, the change in your customers, the change in the loyalty of your customers. And, and you, you just have to understand that it's a total transformational shift in your business that you see over time. Yeah. And I, and I do think if you'll pardon the pun, there's a little bit of a leap of faith here. And in, in that this really is causation, it's not correlation. And it's hard, it's hard to quote unquote prove that, but I will tell you that we already measure the things that we're looking for here. We don't need a new measurement for it. So for example, net promoter score, right? Net promoter score is a very popular measurement of customer reaction. And it's been around for a long time. And the reason it's powerful is because it asks a very simple question. How likely are you to recommend us to your friends or family on a scale of one to 10? So what, what I'm suggesting is that when a person says 10, what they're saying in effect is, I love you. <laughs> right. I love this company, right? So there's all kinds of research that shows that very strong relationship between high net promoter score and everything that we measure as business people, profitability, uh, customer turnover, uh, market share, you know, all these things are very, very highly correlated. We also know that engagement, employee engagement surveys, Everybody does employee engagement surveys. Why? Because there's a high correlation between a highly engaged workforce and, and productivity and everything else that we want as business people. 
So we already measure this stuff. What I'm suggesting is if you raise the stakes, call it what it is, really is love. When we throw that down as the challenge, we end up doing the kinds of things. If we really practice it as a discipline and not simply as a sentiment, we do the things that end up with a higher engagement, higher net promoter scores, and, and all the other metrics, including our bottom line. Amen. So it is measurable. You know, it's, it's something that it, it makes a lot of people squirm because it seems so abstract, but there is nothing more concrete. There's nothing more evident than when you have that experience as a human being of your connection with the people that you work with and the people that you serve. Yep. Steve Farber, love is just damn good business. Do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. Amazon.com and his website, stevefarber.com. The book's available now. And Steve, I wanted to ask you one last thing that you kind of hit on it with the pizza delivery guy, but I know there's some people listening. They're saying, Hey, I'm not the owner. I'm not the CEO. I, I work at a place and the culture's not great. I would love to change it. I've been trying to change it, but I'm just one little guy. How do I really help start make that change where I work? Yeah, it's a great question. So let me let me just remind you, when Joe Jarrow started doing this, he was a pizza delivery guy. Right. Okay. And he ended right. up being an owner because of the reputation and the influence that he developed by showing people that he loved them tangibly in the way that he worked. So it's a great question because, you know, we we tend to look at leadership and think about leadership as purely a function of a person's position or title. And leadership has nothing to do with your position or title. You can practice this. You can be a leader or what I call an extreme leader from any position. You don't need to be in a position of authority. You know, to your question of how do I do that? Um, let me offer one very powerful question that, that I believe everybody should ask themselves. And it's, it goes like this. What, regardless of my position or title, okay, what can I do right now, regardless of what anybody else around here is or is not doing, to change my piece of this business for the better? What can I do right now, regardless of what anybody else around here is or is not doing, to change my piece of this business for the better? So that's a leadership question that's very different from saying, well, you know, someday I'll lead when they let me. <laughs> That's right. the same. I choose not to lead. So instead, choose to lead now and start to focus on the things that you can do. So there was no reason that Joe Jaros couldn't change a light bulb, right? That's what he could do. He wasn't thinking about how am I going to change the culture of this company I work for? He was thinking, how am I going to show my customer that I really care about them? So everybody has those possibilities around them if we first make the choice to explore that. I love that. That's awesome. And then uh, the other thing that I think kind of ties into that is, as I was reading through your book, I think we've got to be careful to understand that we're not doing what we can to love the customer in this idea that, aha, that's how I'll make a lot of money and become great. It's I'm doing this because I truly do love them. And then, and then what happens is gravy. If we get it kind of twisted, then we're not really going to be able to show the love the right way and it's not going to work. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. So you can fake it. You know, that's possible. People have a pretty good BS meter. That's not yep. what this is about. This is about authenticity, which is you know, one of the popular buzzwords of the day for all the right reasons. Uh, that's why doing what you love in the service of people who love what you do is such a powerful mantra because it keeps us on track. It starts with your own heart, 
right? So this yes. is not, how do we show these people that we love them when we really don't? I have a colleague who, who, who told me about an experience with one of his clients recently, and they would deliver their product, service, whatever it was, and then turn around and say to him, we, we hate these people. They're customers. We hate these people. Oh, wow. We hate our customers. They're, they're awful. Can you imagine? No. These are the people that are paying your mortgage, right? right. So, so yeah, it's got to start with, can I, can I stoke that fire, right? So, and the same is true internally, by the way. When I ask people, you know, what, so why do you love your team? And if the honest, authentic answer is, well, um, I don't. That's a valid answer. I mean, if it's real, so what do we do then? So I suggest you start with finding something, right? Well, so what do I love about this team or about this work? Is there something in this environment, in the work that we do, and the, the impact that we have that I really do love? And if I can find that, I can, I can focus on that. And I can start to you know, make that flame a little bit brighter, throw a little bit of wood on the fire, maybe a little gasoline eventually. And it's contagious. And that's going to show up in the way that I think about how I interact with the people around here and the things that I can do for them uh, as colleagues and as customers. That's great stuff. Steve Farber is his name. Uh, you can find the book at amazon.com. Love is just damn good business. Do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. When you do that, all kinds of great things happen, including increasing your bottom line. Really appreciate your time today, Steve. I wish you all the best with the book. Thank you so much, Greg. It's really been a pleasure to be here. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I want to give you my book, Go For Free, gregorybnapp.com slash go free. And I want you to call and leave me a question or email me, 904-373-6591. And I've got all of this in the show notes. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. Let's go.